Now on to the report. Welcome back to Reborn Report. I'm DJ Pfeiffer. And I'm Don Pfeiffer. Well, Dad, I'm back from school this week. I uh, finished my semester this past week and have been home. And Done with your first semester of medical school. Yep. Well, good, to, good for you. Moving on to the next semester. I'm a third of the way, or a, a sixth of the way through <laughs> med school. Uh, and you got a little extra time off, I heard. Yep. I got a Christmas, vac- Christmas vacation. Yeah, you got a little extra time because... Christmas vacation. Yeah, I got my... Chevy Christmas Chase, vacation. National Lampoon. Look what Christmas I got. Vacation. You, you got your moose mug. Cousin Eddie today, huh? If you've never seen that movie, it's our favorite. Yeah, our we favorite We talked about movie. that before. We watch that Christmas vacation three or four times every season, don't we? Yeah. And we laugh every time. <laughs> and we find new things about it every time. Well, DJ, we have been talking about um, it's Christmas season, so we got our lit up angel here. That's nice. We got some Christmas decorations, some Frosty the Snowman, and okay, wonderful. We've been talking about uh, uh, Dispensation. dispensationalism, yeah, and uh, we saw that uh, we talked about what a dispensation was, and we think if you get a good understanding of a biblical timeline, uh, that it will help you not only understand the Bible better, help you know what applies to us and what doesn't, and it'll help you understand God better. Understand the nature. I can't do this with you drinking out of that moose mug. (laughs) (laughs) It'll help you understand God better. Keep going. So So anyway, um, but in the Bible gives us, we said last week, the Bible gives us specific instructions on how we are to view the Word of God. And I think it's worth, uh, bears repeating to read that verse again, DJ. It's in 2 Timothy 2.15. I'm already opened up to it. You want to read that? Yeah, sure will. 2 Timothy 2.15 says, Be diligent to present yourself approved to God, a worker who does not need to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. And there's the key. Well, we know what the word of truth is. I was talking about scripture. Yeah. Where you're talking about God's word, because God's word is the ultimate truth. Well, and he said to rightly divide it. That's the key. And we started looking into that, and we, we said that dispensationalism is a good way to do that. Yeah. And we we laid the groundwork of it, a little bit of structure of what um, the Bible dispensations were. I gave a brief outline of them. And today I want to talk about uh, the seven biblical dispensations and go into it just a little bit more detail. I don't want to go too much because like I said last week, we could spend an entire podcast on each each one one. and we don't want to do that. It'd be too long. So take us six months. Now the Bible um, can be divided, like we said, into seven dispensations of time. And we said that a biblical dispensation is a certain period of time when God dealt with man during that time period in a specific way, right? Yeah. And each time period is different, and God deals with those people differently. Now, what's really interesting to me and really beneficial for us to know 
is that there are four attributes, parts of each disposition uh, that are... Dispensation. Yes, I'm sorry. What did I say? Disposition. Okay. Dispensation. There's four parts uh, of them that are repeated over and over again in each one of them throughout the Bible yeah, and throughout man's history with God. I mentioned that last week briefly. Yeah. And do you remember what they are, DJ? Well, number one was responsibility, or man was given a responsibility or command from God. So each dispensation included God-given man a responsibility. Correct. Okay. Number two is failure, or man failed to keep that responsibility or command. In other words, man didn't keep his part of the bargain. And that happened in each period of time, too. Sure. Yep. Okay. Number three was judgment. And that was just the consequences of man's failure. So there's always consequences, right? Consequences to your actions, um, yeah. And, and, you know, God doesn't have to ultimately punish man. You know what all he has to do? Say this is man, this beautiful little angel here. And there's God, his umbrella of protection yeah. over man, his blessing over man. Mm -hmm. All he has to do is this. Because the world is in the sway of the devil. For those just listening, he removed his hand of protection. Yeah, all he has to do is do that. He doesn't have to actually be the attacker or the oppressor. The devil is that. Yeah. And all he has to do is release his protection from man. And there's enough enemies right. that, that can come in. And that's what happened a lot in the Old Testament anyway. Sure. Okay, and the fourth one the was... The final one is grace. God's a good God. Of course, we know that. And always provided man a way to continue on and move forward. Because if he didn't, after the first failure, that would have been it, right? Of course. You yeah. failed me, you're done. But God's a God of love, and he's a God of grace, and he loves us. He created us in his likeness and image, and he loves us. Now, like we said, these four attributes are repeated over and over again in each dispensation, each period of time. And remember, we talked about the saying, history repeats itself. Right. Uh, people will say, you hear people say that. Well, by studying these biblical dispensations, you can see that that's true. And if we're smart, we'll learn from them. So we don't repeat, repeat the same mistakes today, right? Right. So, DJ, I think we should take a closer look at the seven biblical dispensations of time, okay? Sounds good with me. That's what I want to do today. All right. Okay. So, the first period of time is called innocence. And last week when we said that there were seven, I said, we, we said what the seven titles yeah, all were. All we did is titles. And I said, you should try to figure out what they were. So, okay. if you did that, here, here we go. Okay. We're going to see if you're right. All right. The first one you said is innocence. Mm -hmm. And that started at creation. And as we know, Adam and Eve were created by God, perfect and innocent. They were perfect human beings, physically and mentally, because they were made in God's likeness and image. That's an important fact that we should need to know. I mean, if Eve came to Adam and said, I have a headache, he would have looked at her and said, what? Right, because they were perfect. They had no headache. They had no aches and pains. Sin hadn't entered the world yet. So sickness and disease hadn't entered the world yet. Right. They were perfect. Right. Just as God is, so were they. Perfect. Well, they had fellowship with God in a way that we don't understand. And, and God made them stewards of the earth, the Bible says. Oh, so his name was Adam Stewart. Yeah. <laughs> You're always trying to make a joke, aren't you? Uh, he, he let them, he wanted them to, 
to see to the earth and to take care of it. That's right. what I meant. Yeah, I know what you meant. Okay. But they were also given the command not to eat the fruit of this one particular tree. Now, we all know what happened. They ate the forbidden fruit. Yeah, spoiler alert if you haven't read Genesis. <laughs> yeah. And because of their disobedience, now sin and death entered into that perfect world that God created. And not only into that world, it came into their bodies. Their DNA. It, we right. talked about that before. So the age of innocence ended with Adam and Eve being driven out of the Garden of Eden. God said they couldn't stay there any longer right. because they failed God, right? And that leads us to the second disp dispensation, which is known as the dispensation of conscience. Okay. This begins with the death of man's spirit. When Adam and Eve had to leave the Garden of Eden, man's spirit died. But he lost that close, intimate connection and communion and fellowship that he had enjoyed with God. In the New Testament, we see those that worship me, the Bible says, must worship me how? In spirit and in truth. The word and in the spirit. Because as, we, as being the opportunity now for us to be reborn, we get the Holy Spirit living inside yeah. of us. They had that automatically. Yeah, well, yeah. And so they had a communion with God at another le higher level. Because their spirit had died. And that spirit died, so they lost that, right? Yeah. And so the only way that God could still communicate with man was through man's conscience. He could no longer communicate through his spirit. Right. And it was man's conscience that now told him that what he was doing was either right or wrong. Yeah, and I'd like to point out that during this time, animal blood sacrifices were required from man by God to cover their sins. Yeah, by calling on the name of the Lord with blood, these blood sacrifices from animals, man could still have some sort of relationship with God, right? But still, over time, during this period, man becomes more and more and more evil. Right. Not listening to what God's saying through his conscience at all. And ultimately, failing God again. And this dispensation ended with Noah's flood when all men, except for Noah and his family, were destroyed. Right. And that was only because of Noah's righteousness, right? right. That God's grace allowed man to start over. Mm -hmm. He found favor with Noah and his family. Now, that leads us up to the third dispensation of time. And that started with God telling Noah and his descendants that in addition to his conscience leading him with what was right and wrong, God gave him, a man, a definite law of conduct, so to speak. And now man was responsible for governing each other as well. A law to follow. Right. Yeah. God established capital punishment with man. Mm. Um, now, if a man killed another man, then he too had to die. Before that, that wasn't the case. And even if a man, animal killed a man, that animal had to be put to death. So there was a price to the actions. Exactly. And also during this time, God told man to scatter and replenish the earth. That's right. But again, man didn't follow God's instructions, and people were all staying in one area, a place called the Bible calls it Babylon, mm -hmm. which uh, Bible scholars believe to be modern-day Iraq. So they were all staying in this one area after God said, Disperse. And, and populate the earth. Right. 
Now we know what happens next, right? We all know the story of the Tower of Babel, yep. what the people were trying to do. Build the Tower to Heaven. And it's right. And so God, and so man fails God again, right? Uh, this dispensation ends with God confusing man. How he stopped him from doing what he was done, he gave him different languages, didn't he? So they couldn't understand and communicate with each other. Right. I mean, here they all grouped together, and this few people here are talking in one language, and these two people, a few people over here are talking. They couldn't communicate. They couldn't, yeah, couldn't talk to each and other. And it, it was very confusing, and they didn't know what was going on. So God kind of really kind of forced them apart. to separate. Right? They forced them apart, And yeah. the people finally did. They finally spread out throughout the whole world into their different groups where they could, different language groups, where they could hear, uh, understand what each other was saying. Yeah. and communicate with and, and live in harmony with each other. Sure. And so again, man failed God and God's judgment came upon man. His judgment that's, was the confusion of the language. As we've seen three times <laughs> so far. Now, after man had started to replenish the earth, after leaving Babel, some 290 years or so go by and then Abraham was born. We well, all know who he well, was. Well, Abram was born. Abram, but right. He wasn't Abraham yet. At first, yeah. yeah. But it was through Abraham that God established a new dispensation. Exactly. It's the fourth dispensation with man called the promise. Mm -hmm. God makes an everlasting covenant between himself, Abraham, and Abraham's heirs, Jake, Isaac and Jacob. And it's during this time period that they become a holy nation of God, the future generation and people of Israel. God, yeah, with many promised blessings. Um, everyone who believed and obeyed the covenant terms could share in these promises that God made with sure, them. Sure, yeah. But this too ended with man failing because he didn't keep covenant with God. And then that leads us to the fifth period of time, which is called the dispensation of law. Okay. So when God made his covenant with man, it contained conditional promises to that nation of Israel based on the agreement between God and the ancient Israelites. Well, that's what a covenant is, right? It's an agreement between two parties. Right. And God kept covenant. God, covenant with God is a big thing. Oh, yeah. God um, can't lie. Right. God promised to protect them if they kept the covenant terms. And they were faithful to God. God's covenant with Israel contained many commandments and many laws, and it contained and or I'm sorry, and it governed their lives and all their activities for that matter. Everything they did revolved around these laws and these commandments. Right. But these laws ultimately exposed their dead spiritual condition and their sinfulness. And ultimately they couldn't keep them. Thus man failed God again but it did prepare them for jesus's coming that's it's, true it's a very important note to make that every single one of god's dispensations of time with man ultimately point and lead towards jesus and god's grace boy that's a that's a really good point dj that's really the worth, whole bible is pointing towards jesus boy, coming. That's, you know why because it's the most important thing it really shows god's endless love and mercy for man doesn't it yeah now that leads us to the sixth dispensation, and it's the one we're living in today. 
Well, it's an important one, though. <laughs> well, yeah, because we're alive. We're in it. It's called the dispensation of grace. Oh, I like the name of that, don't you? Yeah. You see, we live in a new era, a new day, a new age for man. It is here. It has arrived. It has come. It's arrived. <laughs> a new door, so to speak, is, has opened for mankind now. We now have the opportunity to regain what man had lost long, long, long ago. We can experience the rebirth of our spirits. That's awesome. Reborn. Yeah, be reborn. Reborn report. By the grace of God and the legal, spiritual blood sacrifice of Jesus on the cross, we can choose to repent of our sins and believe in the redemptive work of Jesus as our Lord and Savior, and then be able to enter into a new and better covenant with God. The Bible says that it's based on better promises. Right. We can now have the Holy Spirit of God living inside of us and help have him help us guide our lives. That's a really big deal for us too, DJ. It's huge. All I can say is I can do all things through Christ who strengthens Philippians me. Philippians 4.13. That makes that come, verse come to life. It's one of my favorite verses. But if I got the Holy Spirit living on the inside of me, what can God not do? Right. God can do everything and anything, right? And if I'm... We, we talked that, about it a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, You're already one third. If perfect. Our, right. And if our spirit lines up with his spirit, wow. And then you're two thirds perfect. We can do things that we couldn't do before. Yep. You know, DJ, it's a privilege to be living today. It really is. In this time. God made us for the here and now. We shouldn't squander the opportunity. That's why we do Reborn Report, right? The age of grace. It's oh, amazing to be living during yeah. that. Um, because of God's grace... And the redemptive work of Christ, we now can be partakers of the covenant that God made with Abraham and Israel through the circumcision of our hearts. Yeah. The sin problem that separated man spiritually from God originally has now been paid for and settled with God by Jesus. Wow, that's awesome. Jesus gives us the opportunity to be legally spiritually redeemed. Oh, that's awesome. By shedding his sinless blood on the cross, he paid the ransom, and it gives us the opportunity to be released from the bondage of sin and spiritual death. Wow. It's how, incredible. How awesome is that, DJ? It's the most important thing. Like I said, all I can say is thank you, Jesus. Praise God. And so this is where we are today. But here's my point. In our point, in saying all this, we've been leading up to this. So many of the things that we see happening in our country and in the world today are prophetically showing that we are nearing the end of our current dispensation of grace, our current time period, the modern church age. Which really isn't a good thing because we said there's seven dispensations and we're at six. Yeah. It's not great. No. Well... It is great. Well, it's great for us, but it's not great for unsaved people. Right. Well, that's why. Uh, and that's why you want to stick with this, because next week we're going to tie this all together. Okay. Jumping I, ahead. I believe, like so many prominent Bible scholars, that we are nearing that seventh and final dispensation of time for mankind. So that's why you better listen to this. But don't be scared. Um the end results are good for us if you believe in him. That's what I'm saying. You better listen to what we're saying. And if because, you don't believe in him, yeah. you might want to be a little scared. <laughs> yeah. You might want to change your ways. Right. You might want to pay attention to what we have to say 
the last podcast, this podcast, and next week. And that's really another huge reason why we do this is because we think the end times are near and we want to save as many people as we possibly can. We want to see as many people in heaven as we possibly can. So now the final dispensation that will start after this one we're in is over is called the kingdom age. Well, that doesn't sound so bad. Well, it's when Jesus will return. Okay, I like that. And he'll and he takes the church out. Yeah, I'll be gone. Yeah, we'll be gone. I don't care about anything after. And and he will reign here on this earth for a thousand years. Okay. In the Bible, you can see that Jesus often talked about this future time period over and over again. Jesus said, "The kingdom of heaven is like." Mm-hmm. Remember that over and over, many yep. different times. He was talking about this future kingdom that he was going to set up here on this earth. And it's at the end of that period, that final dispensation of time, that judgment will come for all men. And the earth, as we know it, will end. But eternity, with or without God, will begin for everyone, living and everyone who has ever lived, for that matter. Yeah, those who believe in God or believed in God, if you are not here anymore. Right. If you believed in God, Jesus, as the Lord and Savior of your life, they will live in their new eternal bodies in paradise with each other and with God. And those who chose not to believe, well, they won't. Yeah, not so much. Satan and everything he stands for will be cast into the internal, eternal lake of fire at that point. Now, let me add this. Isn't it much better to choose God? (laughs) He created you and he loves you. It will be so much better. Think about it. To live all eternity with no more pain, the Bible says. Mm. No more sorrow. No more fear. No strife. No worry. Just love, peace, happiness, worshiping God for all eternity. It sounds like a no-brainer to me. How about you, DJ? Perfect paradise. But how about you? What do you think, folks? Yeah, we've already made up our minds. We want you to start thinking about it. Yeah, now, like I said, the end of this current period of time, our dispensation of grace, the end of it's coming, and quite possibly very soon. And... I can't get into all of it today because we don't have the time, but in our next podcast, we would like to give you some prophetic reasons why we believe that this is true. It's just not my opinion. I'm going to prove it to you. There are things happening in our country and in the world today that are prophetic warnings that correlate with biblical prophecies in Bible history, Mm. the events of the Bible. Knowing and understanding these will show you just how little time remains for mankind. Remember, like we said, history repeats itself. Historians will say that. Or at least to some degree. Not everything repeats itself, but a lot of things that man... Principles repeat themselves. And look at how man did. uh, Those four four attributes in every dispensation happened over and over again. And even if you aren't necessarily believing what we're saying up to this point look at like what we know from human history like the rise and fall of kingdoms it all repeats itself right listen i'm fully persuaded and 100 percent convinced that the bible 
is a prophetic instruction book for us to learn from and to live by. Great. So we strongly God's trying to help us. We strongly encourage you to join us in two weeks. Yeah, it's our next podcast. For our, yeah, for our next podcast when we will give you several. Hey, I don't mean to interrupt you, but maybe we can do one next week because you'll still be home. We'll talk maybe. about it. Well, it's Christmas. Oh, okay. So we might not have time we for it. We might not. Okay. But anyway, our next podcast, we're going to give you several precise examples with people, places, times, and dates, or in other words, undeniable evidence to show you that not only is God real and the Bible true, but time for you to make him your Lord and Savior is running short. We're not trying to scare anybody. We're not trying to force anybody into believing something. But listen, so we highly recommend you come back and watch that next week. Listen to that next week where we're going to be holding up signs that say the end is near. <laughs> there was a guy in town doing that this week. <laughs> so please come back for our next podcast and listen to the prophetic things that we have to say. And you be the judge. Judge them for yourself. But let me say this. When I first discovered these and heard these myself, I was dumbfounded and amazed and ultimately, you know what it did? It strengthened my belief, and it, and it strengthened my faith in God. And I believe if you will listen with an open mind, you'll feel the same way too. So please come back. You won't want to miss our next episode. It's going to be good. Could be one of our most important ones to this day. Well, DJ, I think that's all we have time for today. So who do the Bills play this week? The Panthers. The Carolina Panthers. You know, we need a win. Uh, things haven't been going too well for us Bills fans. Last We lost four out of the last six. I yeah, think. I think you haven't been praying well enough for them. <laughs> or other teams, other people have been praying yeah. for their team yeah. a little harder. A little huh? harder, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we certainly need a win. And, and listen, uh, I, I'm not too awful worried. I think if... The Bills get on track and, and, and get a win this week. We got four games left. If we can get three out of four wins, yeah. I think we'll make the playoffs. Sure. Now, early on in the season, we thought we'd win the division this year for sure, didn't we? Yeah, we thought we'd make it to the Super Bowl. And it's been a, it's been a little – we still might make it to the still Super Bowl. Still might. We got to get it together. Though. I kind of doubt it. I'm not – my faith in the Bills – Isn't as strong think, as your faith in God? I think they have some weaknesses that will keep them from the Super Bowl. Yeah. But – Hey, if we just get to the playoffs, anything can happen. Or anything can right? happen, yeah. So, um, like I said, if they can get back on hey, track and get a win. As Donna says, stranger things have happened. <laughs> well, well, I think the Bills are probably God's favorite team. You think so? Maybe. Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> well, ultimately... That's all we really want as Bills fans, right? Just get in the playoffs. Yeah. Give well, us a shot. For, for 90% of my life, the Bills didn't make the playoffs year after year <laughs> after year after year. You know, they got the talent. And if they get really hot and get in a winning streak, it could carry them through. Josh Allen gets hot, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, we'll see what happens, right? But we have to start with a win this week, don't we? Yeah. Boy, it's crucial. We got to get a win this it's week. easy to say that... It's pretty, pretty plain to say that... we got to win three out of the next four. Hey, it's pretty plain to say that our faith in the Bills isn't as strong as our faith in God. <laughs> well, that's enough on that. Um, okay. Well, as always, we want to say thanks for watching and listening and sharing Reborn Report. We appreciate all your support. And come back next week to hear... Two weeks. What, in two weeks, what we have to say. Right here on Reborn Report, 
where the word of God will get you all fired up. You didn't sound fired up. All fired up. There you go. (laughs) Hey, see you next time. (laughs) Merry Christmas, everybody. Bye. Hey, can I get you any more? Take you out to the middle of the desert? Leave you for dead? (laughs) Leave you for dead? (laughs) All right. All right, see ya.